Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening. It's Late Tackle with myself, Mark, and Mr. Andy North. Good evening, Andy North. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you, mate. It's, I, th- I was trying to work out the last time we've done a Late Tackle. It feels like it's been a while. It ha- I think it has been a while. Um, I'm trying to It must be three or four weeks ago. Because um, we, we we tried to do one, don't you remember? And my internet connection failed. And we had to abandon it. Do you remember that? And, That's oh. right. Yeah. I'm really nervous and, about tonight's internet connection. <laughs> what the hell has happened for us to get to this point where we've got Chris Wood as our thumbnail oh, picture? I know, and I, I'm, and I haven't even gone into FBL mode. Uh, I haven't mentioned that joke or <laughs> used any kind of reference to that in relation to Chris Wood. There'll be no wood jokes on this show. Or late tackle jokes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many euphemisms in this stream. Oh my God. They've been all over the net over the last few, all over the Twitter community in the last few days when when Chris Wood became a prospect. Um, I mentioned it to you. I I even had a DM off Praz today. Um, You know, um, erstwhile Praz, uh, (laughs) who is a legend of the community, of course. And um, asking about my advice on Chris Wood as a Forest fan. That's how serious it's getting. That's how serious the interest God, in the God. New Zealand striker is. But you, you're a naysayer when it comes to wood, aren't you? <laughs> oh, big time. I don't see the point. I don't see the point in spending more money on a third striker when you're going to be playing five midfielders every week. Right. So yeah. I'm I, I looking over the Christmas period and just looking at five midfielders and every week I'm wanting all five of them and just thinking, don't want a third striker really. So I'm just going to be paying yeah. 4.5. Yeah. Well, we're going to we'll talk about him. I, you know, I think his data is quite good. I might bring up the data in a bit and we'll show it. Just, uh, first of all, hello in chat. We've got the usual Andy Max in the house. Nigel the Crab. What a day. I'm so glad FFBL right now. It is back. <laughs> we forgot to say that. It's back I tomorrow, know. Andy. I it's know. back tomorrow. Finally. It's been nice to have a break, but it's, it's good to have it back. Absolutely. Delio in the chat. Thank you, Delio, for your moderation as always. FBL Rank Chaser, Joe Bob, SEO FBL, Mahomie, Dave, Omar, Colonel Custard. FBL Learn. Thank you for everyone joining us. Ryan's just dropped in as well. Everyone join us on this Friday night. We we love this Friday night slot and I'm glad to be yeah. back. Rockstar in the chat as well. Any early team moves, Rockstar, of course. We've got the 12.30 uh, kickoff with Man City Liverpool. I guess we're we're expecting a leak, aren't we, for that? Um, yeah, you'd have thought so. I, although it'd be interesting to see, I mean, the biggest leak would be if Haaland isn't there. Oh, can you imagine? 
That would be interesting. Don't especially because a lot of people have used their transfers as well. I mean, it's I'm just not saying, you know, happen, is it? I'm just saying, you know, Rocky's in the chat. There must be a reason why he's in the chat. <laughs> no, I'm joking, no. joking, joking. No, I, I, I think that. I mean, there will be a lot of people, a lot of people hanging on to see what that what that team news is, and and yeah. it's kind of we expect it now, don't we? It's it's not just like will we get it? It's it's definitely we're going to get something, aren't we? Yeah, big time. I mean, you think it'd be interesting to see especially those engaged managers, how those transfers over the years have started slipping towards right up till deadline because of obviously leaks have really started now as well. But yeah. They, yeah, they yeah, moved yeah. the deadline back a half hour and it's made no difference whatsoever, has it? Oh, it's definitely a thing now where, like I say, we kind of expect, just putting some more light on the subject, we kind of expect to get them. Like It's not, it's not, yeah. not an if. So yeah. I think now the portion, the proportion of managers who leave their transfer to the last minute must have skyrocketed, right? Yeah, I'd have thought so. I mean, Flappy always takes the mickey out of me because I used to be somebody that would go sometimes midweek and I would like, you know, do it for price changes, whatever it is. I cannot remember that. Remember the last time I made a transfer that wasn't either the night before deadline or the day of deadline. I just don't do it anymore. No, no. I mean, I yeah. I uh, haven't made my transfer yet. We'll talk about that a bit that later. That isn't because of the leaks. It's just because, well, you just never know now. You just never know what yeah. you might get. Um, it used to be like 10.30 on a Friday with the embargo team news and I'd probably mm-hmm. wait till that. But unless um, unless there's a price rise that I need to catch, I, um, I, I just, I don't make them early now. I mean, I'm, I'm less inclined to, to make, uh, make changes for the price rises now. Game week 12, it gets a, I think at this stage in the season, the prices tend to slow down a bit more. Yeah. Uh, and my desire to kind of like check the price rises every night isn't there as, as it was earlier. Um, so I think I will join at the ranks of those making late changes. So um, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, it's going to mean the spike in the server activity and probably the site will go down with five minutes to go and all that kind of jazz, won't it? So <laughs> What oh. a game to start us off this week, though. I know, it's absolutely Biggest cracking, game of the week, it? pretty much. Yeah. Are you, a bit of a spoiler, are you going to have a captain in that game? I am, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Haaland. I've been on Haaland all week and I don't think I'm moving off it. I, mm. I see him getting a goal at least and I think it's such a tough week for captaincy. The only one that's kind of crept into my thoughts a little bit is Son and that's because of, of Villa away and, and Villa's kind of line that they play mm. as well. I, I, I was a little bit tempted, but I'm also just quite happy owning Son, to be perfectly honest. Mm. Yeah, Rockstar So I think Haaland's the pick this week. Son captain for him. I, I'm going Son as well, um, as we'll see yeah. when we get to my team. Um, let's talk about Bowen because he's been yes. the subject of a lot of um, a lot of attention this week. He was the most transferred in, right? Am I right in saying that? Before, well, he has been the most transferred in this week. Yeah. Um, and then we got news of um, the injury that he that saw him miss the England game being worse than we expected. We heard that he mm-hmm. might have was it fluid on the knee and could be out for yeah. several weeks. What's the latest today? Because I haven't caught all the team news, but my what I've seen so far, having caught up, is that there's every possibility he does play, but it's not certain and Moyes is going to leave it late. Is that is that basically it? Yeah, that's basically it. So he came out today and said, it's all looking fine, but we, we he needs to go, you know, do the late fitness test, basically. Mm-hmm. There was also a clip of Kevin Nolan on Talk Sport. It was it Talk Sport or some, some kind of radio show saying he came back and he looks fine, basically. Right. It sounded like they were kind of being very, very cautious because, of course, Antonio could be in, or is injured as well. 
And so they were thinking, we, we need him back and we need to make sure that he's not you know, going to hurt himself even more on international duty. So I would be quite surprised now if he doesn't play. Um, I feel like he's up there with Saka in terms of if he's fit, he plays. Mm. Um, you know, like Saka's like that with, um, with Arteta, isn't he? So I'd be surprised. But I, I understand people that have sold him. But I also feel like, yeah, that extra day when we get the kind of quote from Moyes saying, yeah, he's probably going to be okay. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised either way, but I think I'm edging towards the fact he's going to start now. Yeah, I, I, I having read the evidence and given that Antonio's out for three months as well, yeah. I think that um, I think they'll play him. Um, so I think that, I mean, do you think there's anybody who transferred in Bowen for Madison got the news that he could be out then transferred a Bowen out for somebody else and now is regretting that? Do you, or, oh. that don't say Matoma because I know Matoma's definitely out. Well, but. yeah, that, that was the other thing. I was, I was expecting people to have gone Madison to Matoma and then did Matoma to Bowen really quickly this week and then obviously Bowen could have then been out. <laughs> Would have been an absolute merry-go-round. But um, it'd be interesting because obviously the big thing is, and I know this is the other thing that we're going to have to talk about as well, is Mbumo. So a lot of people wanting to do that move from Bowen to Mbumo Mm. even if Bowen plays like is that the move it it feels just a week early for me if you've got that option to not move to him yeah I mean we talked about it on Black Box Um, I'm the same I I do think that um, obviously the Brentford at home their their data is incredibly good if we look at team data attack um, Mm -hmm. over the season they're fifth in that and I think they're second over the last six weeks last six matches so Brentford have got the attacking chops to score at home to Arsenal, even though Arsenal's defence being the top-ranked defence at the moment. But it's not an ideal fixture to go to take in Bruno into because a lot of us have got Arsenal defenders as well. And there's nothing nothing terribly wrong with that. But yeah, it's not optimal, is it, to go in Bomo when you've got an Arsenal defender as well, unless you're banking on a, um, a set-piece uh, return. But I don't know. For me, it is a week early. For me, right now, sitting in there, if I had Bowen, I'd hold him because I think yeah. he's going to start. Um, and, you know, there was a few questions about, you know, do you move to Diaby to um, Mbomo early? Um, I don't think you should, unless you have to, to have caught the rise, but that was last night, so you're not going to do that now. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with him going to Bomo at home to Arsenal, because mm-hmm. I think Brentford could easily get the goal, and, and the give, given his role and importance of that team, he could easily be involved, right? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. And, it's an interesting one with Arsenal because Arsenal are top in terms of XGC this season. They have only conceded three goals away from home this season. Mm. And it's it is genuinely, I feel like, unless you were playing City, who, you know, I would say is still the best defence in the league, depending, even though the XGC says different, it is it is the hardest fixture to, to go into for, for Brentford. But if you don't want to be making any transfers to the rest of your midfielders, going in Boomer one week early... I think it's still fine, especially, you know, if he scores, then you've, you've 100% made the right move there. Um, but there are other players you could potentially move to if you also want to get in Bumo next week as well. But I don't like the idea of going to a player for just one week and then moving off them to go to in Bumo. I, I feel like that seems a little bit quick. Yeah, well, a lot of questions coming in about Eze. Um, uh, Mads asked whether he should go Diaby to Eze and uh, Rake in FBL saying here Bowen to Eze. I like Eze. Um, mm-hmm. I think the fixtures are good. I think his underlying data early season kind of, or his returns early season belied the level of underlying data we saw. Where do you, where do you stand on him? I mean, let's just bring the ticker oh. up to have a look at. 
Wow, I'll be getting him this week. Um, so I'm I'm doing Gordon to Eze. So it, I was oh, looking at it. So basically, I've got two free transfers, and I want Saliba, Eze, and Mbumo over the next two weeks. And Eze's nice fixtures obviously start this week, so he's been my priority in because I think Saliba and Mbumo can wait a week. So I want Eze in because I want Palmer by 16. So Eze for three weeks, then Palmer in 16 makes an awful lot of sense for me. Yeah. I like Eze for these three weeks. I don't think I like Eze if you're literally getting him for one week. But if you can keep him for those three weeks, I think it's a great move. Luton away, which could be you know great for him. Obviously, he's on penalties away as well. West Ham away, and we've seen that their XGC is ridiculous this season. And then Bournemouth at home. And then you've got that easy switch to Palmer. I think it's lovely. I've seen a lot of teams recently where they've already got like, say, Palmer and Mbumo. And it feels like they're set up, but it doesn't feel like they're then attacking the fixtures that are in front of them for the next week or so. Whereas I feel quite, in a weird way, blessed that I don't already have them because I can jump on, say, an Eze and have three nice fixtures and then know I can get them when I want them. So yeah, if I, I like Eze. I think that's a great move. It, I do get what people are saying as well, though, where I've owned Zaha in the past and it's, owning Zaha oh. sounds like so much fun and then you own him and it's not. But obviously, Eze with penalties, nice fixtures. He's got a Lise back as well, which I think makes a yeah. massive difference. I, I, I like the move. I think for three weeks, if you can keep him for three weeks, I don't like him if you're getting him for a week, but for three weeks, I think it's nice. Yeah, I envy you in that position. I think that that does sound like a nice a combination of transfers because, I mean, Palmer from 16 is just, I mean, if there's ever going to be a no-brainer, this is it. I mean, Chelsea yeah. will play Everton, Sheffield United, Wolves, Palace and Luton as the ticker shows here. I think, I think, I got picked up on this actually. If someone's saying think is T-H-I-N-K, not F-I-N-K, by the way. So I must watch how I pronounce the word think. I think (laughs) that uh, that five match run that Chelsea have got from 16 is probably the best five batch of five fixtures that any team has this season. Um, Because I've looked across the ticker and I can't find a run as strong as that. It's, I mean, Palace at home is tricky. Wolves away is tricky, I guess. But as a collection of fixtures, that's as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. So you've got to have Palmer, I think, if you haven't got him. But I don't think there's a rush to get him for Newcastle, Brighton, United, as you say. So Eze is perfect because you get Eze for Luton, West Ham and Bournemouth and then move to Palmer. I mean, you'll be paying a little bit more for Palmer by then. You'll probably pay 0-2, 0-3 more, but yeah. does it matter? I mean, I've said it from the beginning. People keep saying, oh, but obviously it'll cost a bit more. For a Chelsea attacker with those fixtures on penalties... He's worth seven, seven point five million. So to get him for the price I'm getting him, I'm, I'm still getting him for a bargain, and I, I, I feel like that's absolutely fine. And like you said, that that kind of run of three from Eze to then move to Palmer seems really nice. I, it, it could not work, and it could be that Palmer gets three more penalties in the next three fixtures, and I miss those mm. as well. But um, it just on paper seems to be a good move. Nigel the Crab has donated again. Four ninety nine super chat oh. from Nigel. I, Gotta stop doing it. Um, but uh, he's saying a little appreciation to show my uh appreciation for the stream. I've gone triple forest for the next two game weeks. I'd pick four forest players if I could. Uh Oof. comments, Andy. The the ticker is up and Forest are playing over this run. Brighton, Everton, Fulham, Wolves, Spurs, Bournemouth, Newcastle away, then United at home. So up until 18, arguably very good fixtures. Forest mm. players? I mean, this leads us on to wood, but you know, let's not go there. <laughs> Well, funnily enough, I wasn't going to mention Wood, but I was going to ask you, as obviously the, uh, the mm. resident Forest fan, I've seen a few people looking to move off, for instance, Matty Cash. Mm. And 
I'm thinking it isn't maybe the week to move on to an Arsenal defender, although I would prioritise an Arsenal defender, maybe a Chelsea defender soon. But if you wanted to have that kind of bench player you know is going to play over the Christmas period and with, with Forest fixtures as well, who would be your Forest defender of choice to get in? Well, it would be Toffolo, who is uh, yeah. over the season 31st, um, 0.15 XGI, non-penalty per 90. Where is he over the last six? This is the last six. Um, does he actually appear in there? He's 23rd. There he is, 23rd, 0.15 again. So he's played, stayed pretty consistent. He has started the last four league games and he has done very well. I don't see him being dropped anytime soon. There is danger of rotation because Aurier can play right back and Aina can swap over to the left. So what I would say is game week 15, where we expect to see some rotation uh, and Forrest in game week 15 will play uh, Fulham away. So the, the problem there is like the, the Everton-Fulham and Wolves games come in quick succession. It's three in a week. I would imagine we will see some rotation for Forrest. And in one one position where we've got options is fullback because we've got Nico Williams, we've got Uriye, we've got Aina and we've got Toffolo. So we've got mm-hmm. two sets of arguably first-choice fullbacks there. I think Toffolo could miss the Fulham away game. So if you're... He might not because he's playing really well and I personally wouldn't drop him. But if we need to rest players, he would be one lined up. If... If you're going Toffolo and you can carry him through 15 and play somebody else, I think it's a great option. I'm tempted as well because he's got a you know he's got a great left foot. He's got an end product. I think he'll be on some set pieces. He hasn't been to this point, but Gibbs White has been largely ineffective. I think he could start taking some set plays as well. Yeah. Uh, and he's got an end product. He's got three assists so far this season. The other thing is with Chris Wood playing... One thing I noticed when Chris Wood came in the team against Luton, his XGI in that game for Chris Wood was something like 1.7. It's one of the highest for any single player this season. So we gave yeah. Chris Wood a lot of chances. So I think Cooper is like, hey, look, we've got to get crosses in the box. Toffolo is the best crosser of the ball in our team. Yeah. Cooper has said this. So I actually think Cooper uh, Wood playing is a good thing for Toffolo because I think actually he will put the ball into the box oh, more often. You're selling it to me. I hate it. <laughs> what am I selling to you? Toffolo or Wood? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, Toffolo because was it at Huddersfield he was at, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and he got double figure assists. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah. He, was, he was good in Gaffer and I can remember when, he, when you bought him and I thought, that's a good signing. Yeah. And he seemed to drop out of favour quite quickly but he's, he's mm. picked up again this year, hasn't he? He has, and he's and he's not being found out defensively. He's been solid defensively. Mm. He was always our best fullback going forward for me. Yeah, like in terms of end product, I don't think we've got a better fullback at the club. Yeah. Aina's good, but he's not as he hasn't got that craft that Toffolo's got. Like his 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 ability to cross a ball and his ability to just yeah the pace he puts on a cross is just excellent. And um, yeah, I think he's at four four. I think if you're going to back any well, Forest defender, he's the one. There you go then. So the other question is, so that's your that's your favourite Forest defender. Mm. But looking at it, if you've already got an Arsenal defender, you definitely don't want to double up this week with Brentford away. Mm. The other two teams I've been looking at a little bit in terms of you could get a cheaper defender and they've got some really nice home fixtures coming up is Fulham and Wolves, mm. right? So yeah. if you wanted a cheap one, let's say Wolves' best defender would be what, eight Nori? Sometimes it's playing left left. No left question, eight Nori. Look, he's fourth in this it's, table. He's got four yellow cards. He has got four yellow say. cards, yeah. Castagna, maybe, for Fulham? I think if, Fulham If you were to rank bet. them there, because yeah, well, I think eight Nori would be quite high up for me. 
Right, okay. Well, let's look at Fulham. Fulham's fixtures are really <laughs> strong. They've got four home games in the next six, and the four yeah. home games are Wolves, Forest, West Ham, and Burnley. Well, Woodall score in the Forest fixture, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think there might be one, possibly two clean sheets there for Fulham. The mm. issue is Tete is now fit, and I was listening to the. Wolves, Fulham, Clash of the Correspondents, the excellent series that Planet FBL do, and um, listen to the Fulham fan there, and he was saying, he, he basically confirmed what I thought. Tete coming back means that neither Castagna or Robinson are now nailed because yeah. Tete's the best right back at the club. Castagna's been playing well there, and he will probably switch to take Robinson's place. But again, in game week 15, which is the Forest home game, surely Fulham will rotate there because they've got Liverpool three days before and West Ham three days after or two days after. So they're likely will swap around there in order to rest some, some players in their team. So mm-hmm. there's a chance that whatever Fulham fullback you go with, you're going to miss a game. So that's the problem. Otherwise, Castagna would be very tempting for me. So because of that, even with the four bookings, it's eight, eight noise upside. He's enormous, isn't it? Do yeah. you not think? It I mean, seems it, especially 15 and 16, Burnley at home, Forest at home. That does seem quite nice. And, he, he, you know, his underlines look good. Like I said, yeah. if you look at his heat maps, they look very good as well. The four bookings is a little bit annoying because obviously you know he's going to get suspended the time you need him. But he, he does seem like a type of player. I, I remember owning him two, three years ago. I swear he's been in this game for ages. But um, yeah, I, I think he's quite a fun little shout, to be perfectly honest. I think if you're wanting to move off of someone like Cash and you've already got an Arsenal defender or you want to wait a week and you want to make sure your bench is full of players that are going to play over this Christmas period because we're thinking we're going to have to, you know, we're going to need a bench. I think eight Nori is a good shout. I do, I do like the Toffolo shout as well, though. Mm, yeah, I mean, Focal saying there's some Fulham fans want Robinson dropped and Castanio could play. I was like, yeah, exactly. I do think there's a chance and a good chance Castanio will just switch. Mm-hmm. But it's game week 15 where all bets are off, really. Any, any team that have got uh, rotation options, we we could be in trouble with that. and that could see Toffolo or Castagna rested um, yeah. because of the, and it might not mean, it might not mean that. And it, it equally, yeah, as SMB raise a good point. Bueno, not a threat to ain't Norway. Wolves have got two Buenos now. Santiago Bueno, I think is the centre back. And um, Kinder. Um, yes. And um, <laughs> the other Bueno, and I can't remember his, his Christian name, he's a, he's a left back and he is a threat yeah. to ain't Norway. But the issue is that Aitnoy's form has just been outstanding. I mean, I think he's yeah. been their best player. And certainly yeah. since Neto got injured, he's been fantastic for them. So yes, there is a there is a rotation risk and there is the booking risk. But I think if so, you know, someone's saying in chat here, Andy is completely unaware that Mark has been driving the eight Nori train all week. Were you unaware of that? Because I've been plugging him. I was actually, week. yeah, I didn't <laughs> realise that. <laughs> yeah, so I plugged him in my video I did on Monday and I plugged him again in Black Box. He is going to be my transfer this week. I am going to do yeah. cash straight Nori because Ooh. I think that I've looked at when I will need him and I think I can get away with not turning to him in a week where he might get a book in. So if he gets a book in this week, I get the I get the Fulham game. That's perfect, isn't and it? Yeah, he would, yeah and, he, and he would miss the next game and I don't need him for the next game. It would be a pain if he got booked in game week 14 of Miss Burnley at home. Arsenal away? No, surely not. Well, he might do. He might want yeah. to go. You've got to think, in his position, playing further forward, no, he shouldn't get booked, really. He should be able to avoid a book in, but... I don't know. I mean, so there is a chance he misses 15 either for a booking or because Bueno comes in at left wing back to replace him as a rest ahead of the winnable game against Forest. So 
I think the upside's worth it, though. I really do because mm. I just don't want to miss more the so more so than Toffolo. Then I think so. Mm. I think so. It, it is. I mean, he, he's got more upside than Toffolo. Like he, he's 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 having more touches in the box. He's getting into the box. He's having chances. Yeah. I think if we go back to the data of the last six, um, eight Norway, one point three three shots per ninety, one point three three chances created per ninety. Um, whereas you go down to Toffolo, it's 0.46 and 1.6. So they're pretty similar in terms of chances created, but ain't always getting shots and he's getting into the box. And that's I mean, that's, cash is an eighth there, though. Is, yeah. it, is it just a case of freeing up funds? Because, you know, is cash a must sell? I mean, the fixtures, you know, he's got Spurs away, Bournemouth away, and then Man City and Arsenal at home, which obviously isn't very nice. But then some okay fixtures after that. Is, is he a must sell? I, I, I think he's someone um, you could hold, but there's maybe some upside elsewhere. If I want Mbomo, I've got to sell him. So right, in yeah. order to go Diaby to Mbomo next week, which I think is the, you know, you said it on Twitter, I think, tonight, and after game week 14, everyone's going to own Mbomo. Yeah. It's the Luton at home game. And then, you know, he, he is actually, he could actually be a hold for the fixtures to come. Obviously, he's got the blank in 18, so you have to think about navigating that. But he's got good fixtures around that blank. So if you end up getting in Bromo and you need to, you end up holding him, it's not a disaster. I don't know if I'll hold him. I don't know if I'll bring him in for loot and then look, look around for other options, but I think I want to get him. So selling cash and going, going ain't Norway means I've got the cash to go get the, got the money to go and get in Bromo in 14. So that's my, that's my incentive to do it. I agree with you. I don't think cash is a must-sell necessarily, but I think you look at those fixtures that Villa got, City and Arsenal in particular, 15, 16, you don't see a clean sheet there. I don't see a clean sheet at Bournemouth either Mm. um, because the way that they seem to have picked up and they're finding confidence. So I think for that reason, because he enables Imbumo for me, I'm going to do it, I'm going to sell him. But it's it's not a disaster if you have to hold him through this, is it? No, I don't think it is. And, and also the upsides there with, you know, just how far forward he plays as well. He's not like a, it's not like owning Paul Torres and you're thinking how many clean sheets am I getting? Because obviously cash can get attack and returns. He hasn't done very well recently, but that doesn't mean he's not going to do very well moving forward. So if you've got, I still think I would prioritise getting those attacking players if you don't already have them. And obviously Mark's doing the move because he really wants him Boomer in 14, as he should. So obviously I get it if you're doing that. I just think it's... um. Something where if if you've got other moves, holding cash is still absolutely fine yeah. as well. No, I totally agree. Um, Michael yeah. Brooker's asking, of my forest knowledge, again, is Aina not an option? He is an option. Uh, and he's probably safer in terms of the security of start because I think that the rotation will be Uriah in at right back and Aina to left back should should we rotate in 15. Um, so if you want security of start, yes, Aina's good. But if you want a little bit more upside, Toflo is the one. Um, what, so, um, what happened to your mate Murillo? Is he still injured at the moment? He's got an injury. Cooper's saying yeah. that. Um, I mean, Cooper's very vague of his team news. He's not. He's not particularly enlightening, is he? I think Murillo will be fine. I think he'll yeah. start. Um, I hope so because he's, he's an option. But I, yeah, I think Toffolo will undoubtedly create chances over the, over this run. He will have he will have five or six chances created. I think over the next couple of games, and that's. That's strong, right? At home, we're going to be... Because I, I think it'll be on set plays as well, I think. So yeah, it's very close. It's absolutely very close. I mean, right. We've been talking about all this, by the way. Maguire's the way to go. So we'll, we'll just finish it there. Uh. <laughs> absolutely. Should we check in on forwards? Because I, I need to talk yeah. about Chris Wood because of the um, 
question that that Praz asked me, and I did I did promise him I'd look at it. That's forwards over the season, uh, 0.79 XGI on penalty per 90. He's seventh overall. He's only had two starts, um, but he scored three goals. He got one off the bench against Sheffield United, of course. Um, what I saw in the games I have seen Wood, and I have seen him live, is that we are playing to his strengths more and he is fitter than he was last season. So forget what you saw last season. He was slow, he was ponderous, and Forrest didn't really know how to get anything of him. But what I saw against Luton and Sheffield United was suddenly, when he was on the pitch, we were getting crosses in, and early crosses. We weren't getting to the byline, we were crossing from deeper positions. Toffolo's very good at that. Um, I think Aina, I've yet to see it. Uriye actually got the assist against um, Sheffield United for Wood. So I think we will be getting him supply. Now it's whether or not he can convert that against Brighton defence, against Everton defence. And Everton's defence is good in the air, but mm-hmm. not bad. Um, so Praz, who's in the chat, I would, I would say Wood is a very good option. I think that there's some rotation, potentially, if Morgan Gibbs-White goes down the middle. Uh, that will really depend on whether Hudson-Odoi is fit for me. I don't think we would play... Morgan Gibbs White in a false nine, unless we had Hudson Odoi one side and Langer the other. If you remember England under 21s, they played Gordon one side, Palmer the other, and Morgan Gibbs White in a withdrawn false nine position, getting forward down the middle when he could, but dropping back and then Palmer and Gordon kind of filled the space. I think Cooper could do something similar mm-hmm. um, with, with Hudson Odoi and Langer, but we don't have Hudson Odoi fit. Would he do it with Danilo one side and Langer the other? I don't think so. So I think. Although that's a threat to Wood start, I think Wood will get at least the next three games, maybe more. And yeah. if that's the case, I think if you're going to play a third striker, he's a good bet. But as you said, are we going to play a third striker? I'd, <laughs> I don't know why. I just had this image of you. You were getting so into talking about Forrest there. Yeah. And I just had this image of you in bed and someone goes, oh, a Winnie's injured. And you just kind of prop up like, oh. hello. Yeah, we can talk about Forrest. I, I, that's the biggest thing is if you're getting wood mm. uh, <laughs> God, if, if you transfer mm. wood into, into your, your team, team yes um, is who are you going to be playing him instead of in the next three weeks four weeks well you know yeah. in the nice fixtures you've got so for instance when they're playing Everton at home when they're playing Bournemouth at home because mm. I think you'd need to look forwards and think right this is what I'm going to be doing in that week and if I do play with who am I not going to be playing instead? Because genuinely there's barely any weeks with my five midfielders where I'm going to be thinking I'm going to bench one of my penalty taken midfielders mm. in this fixture to play Chris Wood. Cause Chris Wood wouldn't be on penalties either, would he? Cause I'm assuming Gibbs. White well, it, still it, be it's on interesting um, because uh, as MB says, yeah, he's class at penalties. He takes them for his national side, of course, New Zealand. Morgan White is the penalty taker, but he's not that convincing. I, it's not out of the question that Wood could go to pens as well. But it's not guaranteed. There's a chance. I'd say there's probably a 30 to 40% chance Wood takes pens. Right. So it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just, It just genuinely is that. Like, I haven't obviously brought my team up and thought, right, mm. so-and-so's got a bad fixture. Like, we've seen Palmer, for instance. Would you bench Palmer for, no. for Wood? So if I'm I looking at the fixtures Palmer there. In any so, game. so Forrest has got Everton at home in 14. Chelsea, where's Chelsea there? Look, Chelsea got Brighton at home, Alvey at home. Um, like it's, that's what you need to do is look at those things and think, mm. am I going to bench any of those players? And if I'm looking at having Son and Bumo, Palmer, Saka and Salah, I, I just don't see me benching one of them for, for Wood. And that's the thing. But I guess 
you know, you're getting them in maybe thinking there could be injuries moved down the line. I don't know. I think I'd just rather have, if I didn't have him already, moving down to Archer and freeing up money elsewhere. But yeah, There's I know Paz, Paz has mentioned a few times about game week 18. Game week 18, yeah. I mean, like, And it's the blank, isn't it? So if you've got Mbumo. Yeah. And, and there is, yeah. I, I think that there is a chance by then that we try the Morgan Gibbs-White experiment because Hudson and Doyle could be fit. But I think that's an outside bet. I would say there's 80% chance Woody's still in the team come game week 18 and he's going to be a good mm. bet at home to Bournemouth. So, um, yeah, I, I think he's a good option there. I really do. Um, because who has Sheffield United got that week? Okay, so they play they play Villa away. So Villa. if you're trading yeah. Archer up, it's it's definitely a good option. Um, yeah. You don't have to do it now, do you? I mean, that's that's the and, thing. And it's, I guess the other thing is, you know, we won't have Haaland that week either. So <laughs> the yeah. Prize will be going into battle with uh, with um, Wood up top. Yeah. Uh, and we'll obviously, what will we have? Watkins, who's got Sheffield United. So that's obviously not too bad, but. So there you go, Praz. I've answered your DM via the stream. Yeah. I will do that. If, DM me a question and we'll come on air and do a... No, I'm only joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's good. Um, right. Well, should we take some more questions? Let's see. Let's see what we've got in there. Um, who else haven't we talked about? We've talked about Mbomo. We've talked about Palmer a bit. We've tackled the Bowen situation. Solanke. Didesse. Solanke. Yeah. Where do you stand on him? Because look at the ticker here. They're top. Gaming 13 to 20. As was yeah. very against Solanke. Like almost partisan, you know, really strange. People were raising it in the chat going, what's wrong with you, right? Look at the fixtures. I think you're going to be more of a fan, but talk to me. I've always liked Solanke and people know if, you know, if they've watched me on stream, I've watched Bournemouth play more than any other team in the Premier League. An unhealthy amount, yes. Yeah, I I have, yeah. And I was talking to my mate the other day who's, you know, Bournemouth season ticket older. He's been that since he was little. And he says... Solanke's obviously one of the best players he's, he's seen play for them in the Premier League. And it's starting to look like the team is adapting to the tactics more, if that makes sense. Like it's taken a long yeah, yeah. time, but it's starting to look like that. And he, he was quite annoyed that everybody just said, Newcastle were tired, that's why they lost to Bournemouth kind of thing. He said, actually, Bournemouth were in, really impressive with how they played against Newcastle. And it's almost like maybe this could be a little bit of a turning point for them. I think Solanke's been one of those um, kind of undervalued players in FPL for quite a while. I know FPL Harry, I think he was in the chat earlier. I remember him having Solanke when he didn't have Kane and Solanke got a goal and assist against Spurs. And he's one of those players because he's on penalties as well, it helps. They don't get penalties. It's the only thing I will say. I think it's been two years since Bournemouth have got a penalty. That doesn't mean they won't get one next week. I don't hate the Solanke move. And I was eyeing up Watkins to Solanke this week even before the international break, before we, I was thinking, right, that's going to be my move. I'm going to do Watkins to Solanke because I, ju- I just like the fixtures. They've got Sheffield United away, Villa at home, which Villa away aren't too, too great. Then Crystal Palace away. I didn't mind it. And then Luton at home in game week 17, which is a really nice fixture in game week 17. So I don't hate the Solanke move. It's just whether you're willing to lose Watkins for Solanke. Yeah. That was my biggest dilemma is, can I do that? Because... Watkins, I feel like Villa, especially when they're playing at home, are pretty good. They've got Spurs away next, which we've seen Spurs are just going to continue playing that high line and their, de- their, their defensive line isn't going to be that good. And then obviously they got Bournemouth away. So I found it hard. It was whether I could have him as a third striker, but I didn't, didn't think I could do that either. So I don't hate the Solanke move. I'm just not sure about moving from Watkins to him personally. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's where I am as well. I think for me... 
this would be a week to get him if you can go for him as a third striker um, because obviously the Sheffield United away fixture is a good one um, and they've got a great run to come after that. But like you, I don't want to lose Watkins for Spurs away because of the high line situation and, mm-hmm. and Spurs defensive injuries. That's why I'm holding Diaby. Bournemouth away possibly could sell him for that and then City and Arsenal when I get there that's when I'll look at it now maybe that's too late because Solanke has missed the Sheffield United game and Villa at home but I don't think it is I think that I think that Luton Forest Fulham trio 17-18-19 is stronger than Watkins Brentford Sheffield United and Manchester United it is close it is close there's no doubt about it because you're losing Watkins for game week 18 which is mm-hmm. obviously the one that counts but I don't think having Slanky at Forest is that bad. I mean, I'll be at the game. It'll be nasty wanting to Slanky to score. That might actually be a factor, but it is tempting, isn't it? Do you think it? Do you think if you don't get him now, you can get him in fifteen? Do the swap for uh, Watkins then? I don't know whether you're going to have the transfers to use. That's the thing. I don't know whether that's where you're going to want to use them. And and obviously, if you don't have, say, like Palmer, you're looking already in sixteen to get him. And it, it feels like a lot of people are booking in those transfers mm. early. And whether you've got that transfer to use in 15, I'm not sure. I mean, somebody mentioned in the chat there about, um, do you do you have Solanke as your third striker or do you have somebody like Palmer as your fifth midfielder? I don't think I would be picking Solanke over any of those five template midfielders that we no. know people are going to have from 16. I just, people are saying, obviously, Solanke's going to be playing every minute. Yes, I agree. But Son's going to be playing every minute. Saka's going to be playing every minute. So's Mbumo. So's Palmer, you would expect. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that's something you can use for Solanke against the other midfielders. It's just weird this season. I was thinking about it when I was driving earlier, thinking, I don't think we've had a season like this where we've got these nailed midfielders all on penalties. Like Son's never been on penalties because Kane's always been there. And Bumo's never been on penalties because Tony's always been there. And all of a sudden, all these players have, uh, are nailed and they've got penalties. And it just seems like our midfield set. Yeah, you were saying you're going to go um, Palmer and Eze. That's two more penalty takers. We've got Mbumo, yeah. we've got Son. It is incredible, isn't it? You can get, I mean, if you look to Gibbs White, that's a fifth. You could literally yeah. get five penalty taking midfielders. Um, it is, and, and obviously that is optimum for all kinds of reasons. I love using the words optimum in case as he's watching because he hates it. Um <laughs> So it is, yeah, you're right. It is incredible. I mean, the, the thing about Watkins to Solanke is you're moving to a player, yes, who's going to play every minute, who's on penalties, but you're moving away from Watkins, who's also going to play every minute, really. Yeah. I don't, I mean, he might get taken off for Duran maybe in the closing stages, but mainly he'll, he'll start every game, even over Christmas. So it's not like you're trading down from a player who's a rotation risk. You're not. Watkins isn't that yeah. player, is he? So that does make it difficult. I think I would have the luxury of going to Watkins then because I've already got Palmer in and I think my team is fairly well set up for 18. But it's about what I can do with the money. What what will the trade down from Watkins to Slanky enable me to do elsewhere? Yeah. One, one thing it might enable me to do, and this is what good to say. Oh, are you going to bring it up? Reese James. Yes, I know. I love it. Love it. Yeah, I was going to say we haven't mentioned Reese James yet. Yeah. When you said it enables, I was thinking, here we go. So come on, what do you think of the Reese James pick? Because obviously oh. the Chelsea fixtures, as we've said, that run of five is fantastic. Reese James back in the team. Is he fit? What level of rotation risk have we got with Reese James? George, I mean, everything we're hearing is that this is the fittest he's been. He's looking great. Everything's looking brilliant. And I will say with Reese James, he is a player you have to get in on early. 
Because if you get in on him when he's done a few good fixtures, he's that much closer to being injured again. So I do feel like you need to get on Reese James early. I don't think, I, I cannot guarantee that we're by 16 when the fixtures turn very, very nice that he's still going to be fit again. So I, I like the move. He is one of the best FPL assets when he is fit. Like he genuinely is ridiculous when he's fit. But knowing whether he's going to be fit by the time we need him is, is really tough. But I like the option. I think a lot of people, we spoke about it on Scoutcast two or three weeks ago and people were like, no, of course we're not going to go for him. But of course, the closer you get to those fixtures, Reese James becomes, is going to be coming yeah. quite popular, I would have thought. Uh, well, the esteemed FBL Raptor is in the chat and asking uh, for some confirmation bias from us um, to help him steer his transfer. For me, oh, I'm, all, I'm all about the upside right, this season. And, and one thing that I've promised myself is not to ignore it. Right? Isn't that, I don't think that, I think there's a lot of bad feelings in FBL, you know, like benching the wrong player, mm-hmm. making a transfer out for transferring in a player who does better, does worse than the player you transferred out. I think one of the worst feelings I get playing FBL is when I look at a player all week who's got upside and then I go, no, I'll play safe and I get this player. Yeah. And then either that week or the week after, the upside comes in and delivers and you think, oh my God, I saw it. I saw the opportunity and I was this close to taking it and I convinced myself not to. I think that's one of the worst feelings in FPL for me. So I could not, I could not disagree with you more. Really? Okay, the, go the on. The worst feeling in FPL is when you <laughs> accidentally play, play your bench boost <laughs> and yeah, only but, figure it out. <laughs> on, I mean, like, we've got to keep it in the realms of feasibility here. Andy. Oh, that's true. That's, yeah, no one I mean, would do no that. No one would, no do, one that. would do that. No, I, yeah, of course. I mean, that must be, I mean, I couldn't, I can't imagine what that must be like. I mean, tell me, <laughs> tell me you know someone who's done that. Um, no, no. But I, I, yeah, it frustrates me because the Simicast thing was a little bit of that because I had him mm. already and I didn't play him and it was like, oh, Simicast could get some assists in that game. Can he outscore Trent over this period? I was convincing myself he could. And he has, but I didn't bloody play him. Yeah. If I was in Raptors position now and you can go to Reese James, it's a bit of a vanity transfer, to be fair. If he it can, is. If he can get Reese James in, his team must be in a good state. Yeah, fair play. Because um, there's a lot of flags about. I think I would do it. I think I would. I don't, I don't think I would this week. I think I would next week. because I just, Newcastle away doesn't strike me as the fixture to attack this week. But next week, Brighton at home, I think it's yeah. quite nice. And even Man United away, I think it's, it's yeah. absolutely fine. Yeah. I think I'd still wait a week. I, yeah. I think I would personally. Like you said, it feels like if he's got two free transfers and everything else in his team is just set up perfectly. <laughs> I'm going to go and look then, at his Yeah, team I kind of get it. Yeah. yeah well, I'd... it might be that he's already got, you know, Palmer. He's already mm. got Mbumo. Like he's all set for next week. And he could have two. Uh, if he's got one free transfer, I'd roll. But if he's got oh, two, then... This is a point. Yeah. Focal saying Raptors team is missing that Norwegian oh. fella. Forgot his name now. Okay. Yeah. That's what it is. The Norwegian yeah. would Harland himself. <laughs> That's um, why he can afford Reese James. He, yeah. doesn't have, he, he doesn't have to get in. He's, a, he's wanting to, to spread him. the money that he saved. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think, I don't know why he's driven to get in for the Newcastle away game. Um, but certainly for Brighton at home, it's really, really tempting, isn't it? Um, yeah. Now I could I could do that if I sold Watkins and and that yeah that for me is is a very ter- I think you know like I'm in a, I've got a good rank I've had a, quite a bit of luck this season I don't know if you spotted that Andy um, <laughs> no and um, <laughs> and now I've got to try I've got to decide whether to keep it kind of solid and safe and like use the algorithms to kind of guide what I'm doing tweak them a little bit and just stay within the realms of what's that or 
when I see an opportunity, just go bang, I'm going to go for it. Mm. And my inkling is to do that, is to play the upside, but but I'm probably going to get that very wrong. But so far this season, I've been lucky and they've came in for me. So I, I think I think I might do it. Watkins to Solanke ahead of 15 and then bring in James for that run. I think that's cool. what I will do. I, know. I do like it. I, do, I like it because it's different. I think Reese James, I, like I said, you get on Reese James early and you, and you you get him while he's fit and playing mm. and, and he's going to get your points to think. But, you know, we have all owned Reese James when he's got us one point for over and over and over again and then gets injured. So there's definitely upside there with him. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how you go, especially with Solanke as well. You know, Watkins is, I know Az is going to hate me for this, but Watkins is so highly owned as well. I mean, he's terrified of him. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how you go with Solanke. But I do like the Solanke pick. I've, I've, I, I always like Solanke. So we'll see how that one goes. Uh, okay, right. So let's have a look at our team, shall we, before we round off yes. for the evening. Uh, I'm going to bring your team up first of all. Um, mm-hmm. So talk us through this for the podcast, if you can, Andy. Yep. So I got two free transfers. So I've got Ariola in goal, Maguire, Mitchell and Cash. And it looks, Cash is uh, flagged on here, but it looks like he's going to be fine. Saka, Gordon, Bowen. Bowen is flagged. I think he will be fine to play, but it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. If he doesn't play, I don't think he'll come on at all. So I'll have Archer coming in. Uh, Son and Salah. Then I've got Watkins and Haaland captain. Archer first on the bench, then Simicast and Taylor. Um, I think I might actually swap Taylor with Simicast because I, I don't expect anything from Simicast in this game. Uh, and then Turner as well, who's obviously a non-event at the moment. Um, <laughs> Irish, Irish Shady, why are, you, why are you bench boosting? Could you imagine? Um, yeah, so I've got two free transfers, 0.4 million in the bank. Uh, if Bowen was out, I was mm. going to do Bowen to Eze because then I was going to do Gordon to Mbumo next week. But I think I'm going to keep Bowen this week because I, I think he plays or doesn't plays. Uh, and that, that's good English. Uh, so I think I'm going to do Gordon to Eze because next week I want two free transfers to get Mbumo and Saliba. But if I'm priced out of Saliba, I'll get Gabriel or Zinchenko. Um, so yeah, it feels okay for the next two weeks, I think. I like it. I like the plan. I like the Gordon to Eze move. Um, yeah, and I like your team. I guess the only the big question is the captaincy for me. Talk talk to me about the what's behind that. What what is your thinking? You just see a game of goals, do you? Yeah, I think I do. I, I, and you look at even at the last fixture. You know, Salah scored first, but then then City put four past them. I, I see there being goals in this game. I see City getting goals in this game as well. I don't see it being a, a, a stalemate. I don't. I don't feel like these two teams have it in them to do that in this fixture. I was tempted by Son, I will admit that. But I also just think this is going to be a weird week. I think this is going to be a tough week. After international breaks, it's tough. There are so many teams playing away and there's tough fixtures. So I'm just going to go with that, you know, big Norwegian meat shield and hope the rest of the team do something just by owning them. I I mean, yeah, I've had a little bit of criticism moving Gordon out because everybody's saying, Mm. no, Gordon's fine moving forward. I don't like Newcastle's fixtures moving forward. I don't like how many fixtures they're playing moving forward. Mm. They're playing every three to four games. They've got PSG, AC Milan and Chelsea, you know, in between fixtures as well. That's literally what I'm looking at right now. Lego Man is a legend. Mm. I love that um, fixture ticker. Um, I don't like it moving forward. And I'm just looking at it thinking, I don't see an awful lot of goals in their next three to four weeks. Chelsea at home, then they've got PSG, then Man United at home and then Everton away. I, I just don't see them scoring a lot of goals. So, um, I feel quite happy moving from 
Gordon to Eze and then Eze to Palmer in 16. Yeah, so you're, you're absolutely I feel right. I, I, and, and also Barnes could be a factor as well. We don't know when he's actually going to be back on grass and fit. We know he's made good progress. Mm. That run, I mean, look at that. I mean, that is a testing run for Newcastle. Yeah. If they were already out of Europe, I would be like, okay, well, maybe they're not going to go full tilt, full tilt at PSG and Milan, but they are. They're going to go for those. They're going to try right to the end. Yeah. And, and they are going to be draining experiences for them around some very tough games. Um, you look at that Fulham fixture in game week 17 and you think, well, that's a great fixture to have Gordon, but will he be Will he be in the side then? And if he is, you know, what state will they be after the Milan game and before going to Chelsea in the quarterfinal of the, of the Carabao? So really, really tough as well. Um, I will probably hold Trippier through that run because I think he's a different level. I think he is the one Newcastle asset you could probably afford to hold through Christmas. But mm-hmm. otherwise, if, you know, people are talking about Isaac. I just don't think so. I just, I just, I think they're yeah. going to be, they're going to be very leggy come that Christmas rush. Uh, crush, oh, big time. Yeah. No, yeah. I think, I think that's very sound. I like your team. I like your transfers, Andy. Um, uh, someone said actually people need to challenge me more so try and challenge me on my team if you can if you can oh, okay. um, yeah so it has got criticised for not challenging me in the comments the other day oh by the way 1100 watching please um, hit the like uh, and yes. if you've not been here before hit the subscribe and there's more of this to come um, okay so my team for the podcast Ariola, Lascelles Trippier Gabriel Saka Diaby Son Salah Palmer Harland and Watkins Cash on the bench, Simicas and Bubama. I've got two free transfers. I'm only going to use one, I think, and it will be cash to eight Nori. Our cells will drop to the bench um, and I'll play eight Nori, Trippi and Gabriel. The captaincy is on Son at the moment. Um, so far away, what's your thoughts? Yeah, so I'm assuming it's Diaby you're going to lose next week for Mbumo. Yeah, it will be, yeah. yeah. I've got, I'll have exact money to do it and I'll probably have to do it early because Mbumo might go up again, of course. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, that has to be it. And then I'm zero in the bank, basically. I mean, talk us through you captaining Son over Haaland. So I'm assuming, is that because you don't expect Haaland to do as much or you, you think Son against that, that high line is going to be quite nice? Yeah, I, I think like Liverpool City, I do think Spurs Villa will have goals in it as well. The mm. high line, nobody really knows what that's going to give us. It could give us like a four all or a two, two, or, you know, I think, I think I can't see it being one nil or nil nil or one all. I think it's going to be three, three plus goals. I'm more certain of goals in that game than I am City-Liverpool, to be honest. Um, because international break, 12.30 kickoff, both those teams have had a lot of players away. Are they going to go full tilt or are they going to go, let's play out a nil-nil draw and it'll end up being one or I don't think it'll be nil-nil, but I think it could mm. easily be quite a polite draw. They'll both take it. They'll both mm. have a lot of tired players. They'll both have a little bit of rest in their teams as well. Um, not not rest of key players, but some some players will be rested, I think like a Kanji and stuff. So City won't, you know, won't have their full squad available, I don't think. Liverpool will be monitoring players who have come back from international break and there might be, you know, Gomez might play over Simicas or whatever. We don't know. I just think, yeah, I just don't trust the early kickoff after the international break. Whereas the Sunday game, Villa Spurs, injuries on the Spurs defence, Spurs will have to score one or two goals, I think, to win the game. Certainly two goals, I think, because I think Villa will get a goal. So I think if Spurs score two goals or more, Son gets something. So I just think he's got that little bit more certainty. Extra point as well for midfielders, of course. I don't yeah. think there'll be a clean sheet in it. So that's that's all and, it is really for me. And, and is there a little something in this Haaland injury as well? Obviously, maybe they're going to protect him a little bit. Or, I mean, Liverpool, it's the biggest fixture of the season, isn't it? It'll start, no question. No yeah. question for me. 
I don't know if there's much in it. I mean, I guess the only thing there is if they get like three goals ahead, they might take him mm. off, but I just don't see them getting three goals ahead. I think it'll be a tighter game than we imagine. I have predicted two all, but I'm I'm kind of longer it's gone okay. on, I've kind of predict I think it could be more like a one all. Yeah. I predicted uh, Desmond too. Did you? Yeah. I yeah. mean, if there's an early goal, that's the way it'll go. But if it's, you know, nil-nil at half-time, then one all looks the more likely outcome, obviously. So it depends if that early goal comes to really kind of open the game up. But I think it'll be edgy to begin with. Um, hmm. And it's just the international break. You just don't know what you get, do you? you we always get some strange outcomes, don't we? After oh, break. big time. Yeah, international break. Like, And it's always low scoring as well. It always seems to be low scoring and everybody's like, mm. God, this is horrendous. And then the week after, it's always massive. But it's also the away fixtures this week as well, because last week we had so many lovely home fixtures. And this week, obviously, it's it's a lot of our players playing away. So it's it's I think it's going to be quite a tough week, but captaincy could come down to it. It's tempting. It is tempting me going with Son. And, I, and I've thought about it all week. He's the one that's kind of tempted me. I've not been tempted by Salah at all. It, it's been kind of Haaland or Son. Song could be an interesting one to go with. I just, I hate going into a week with Haaland when, you know, you, obviously if he scores and you own him, he's going to destroy I your know. rank still. But yeah, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, I'll have a think about it. And tomorrow morning I might see if I fancy changing it. Usually I put it on him and see if I like it or not. And if I, if I don't, then Try I'll just put it, it straight back size. on Haaland. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a couple of questions. Uh, SEO saying, why not Gay here instead of Ain't Nori or even Mitchell, maybe? Um, I can't afford a 4 6 defender and get Mbumo next week. So I've been priced Ooh. out of that. Uh, which Thank I knew you for I mentioning Mitchell. Yeah, He's done right. well recently. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, and then <laughs> a player we haven't mentioned, uh, Tarek A, you mentioned this. Tarek, a member, thank you very much for your support. Thoughts on Sterling, really tempted. A player I had, I got him on early. He got me two big returns against Luton and Burnley. That run of fixtures. Would you double up on Palmer and Sterling for that run that they got coming? No, just because it, I, I can't use up another another slot on Sterling, basically. So I cannot see me moving away from Saka and Bumo Son, Salah, Palmer for the foreseeable. If you wanted to go to Sterling for a couple of weeks before moving to Palmer, then I kind of get that. But I think that's maybe a bit sideways. But Palmer's on penalties, playing really, really well. I think he's the pick out of the two of them. Sterling is playing very well though. Mm. Like I've genuinely been quite impressed and I'm shocked obviously he's not kind of got that call up for England as well. But I do think Sterling's a good pick. It's if you play other formats, I suppose, isn't it? Like if you play like draft or something like that, obviously he's a good player to own, but I don't see him getting into my midfield at all. No, absolutely. That's fair enough. I think we covered a lot of topics there, Andy. Um, we did just yeah, over the did. hour. Um, so um, yeah, if you... Uh, if you in- Absolutely, Andy. Hit the video, give the video a like, hit subscribe, as Andy would say there. Um, yeah, hit the buttons if you've enjoyed the video. Um, we, uh, I will probably do a, uh, a Black Box recording over the weekend. It's the Black Box Derby tomorrow, Andy. I'm going, Forest Brighton. Nice. So I'll, I'll do a little vlog there. I'll take the camera along and record my thoughts as we go uh, and uh, try and get something out for Monday or Tuesday on that. Then Black Box will be back on Wednesday. And then, Andy, I don't think, I think we've got a Friday next week. I don't think it's a Saturday kickoff so. again. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the internet hasn't gone down. We survived. We've got 1,100 We've done watching. all right. No technical issues apart from a bit on the audio. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for joining us. And Andy, as always, it's been a pleasure to chat to you on Friday night for some laid back FBL chat. Uh, and yeah. not, no, not many wood jokes, just a few. Just a few, just a few. Gonna go, gonna go upstairs and get some wood now. All right. Good night yeah. for me. And me. 
Social Podcast Network.